We are back from Westfield at Colts camp. We went there today, watched part of practice, listened to Frank Reich talk. Jonathan Taylor spoke. Quiddy Pay talked to the great Dan Dockage. And maybe we have figured out that the Colts are on the precipice of something very, very special. Could be the case. I'm going to tell you why it is going to be the case. That's what we do today on Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at BUSR Wagering. BUSR, you can bet uh, sports, you can bet politics, you can bet all kinds of stuff. And the Colts, I'm telling you, are on the precipice of something really, really good. Really good. And I'll give you all the arguments why it won't happen, and I will refute all of them. All right? There are reasonable people nationally who believe that the Colts have no chance to win the AFC South, have no chance to advance to the AFC Championship game, and have no chance to win the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you why they do have a chance. Now, are they going to win 12 games like Dan Dockage predicted, like he prognosticated on his show this afternoon to me? And I said, Dan, drink more beers. What are you doing? You need another 12 beers, not another 12 wins. But you know what? I may have acted rashly in in my admonition. That could be the case. All right. Plus, uh, news out of the NBA today. A little bit of a quiz about your Indiana Pacers. We're not going to talk about Victor Oladipo. We kind of covered that this morning. I'm not going to give any more like, any more light to Victor Oladipo. I'm just not. Victor wants attention. Victor can get it elsewhere. Uh, also, somebody's birthday is being celebrated today, whose uh, birthday we did not celebrate earlier this morning. An NBA player with a uh, a heritage, Central Indiana. Anyway. Will the Colts win 12 this year? Why the hell can't they win 12 this year? They got to start 2 and 0, but they could win 12 games. Why can't they 12 and 5? You know what? They should have won 11 last year, and you can't tell me that adding Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, and Stefan Gilmore as long as those guys stay healthy is not going to elevate their performance one more win. Yeah, they were 9 and 8 last year. I get it. Chris Ballard, 42-42, and including the postseason in his five seasons here in Indianapolis. But I think that they have checked more boxes going into this season than they had any other season. They have competence back at quarterback. Matt Ryan is competent. You don't need greatness out of the quarterback position to win a championship. You don't. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He's older than dirt, and he's won one. Super Bowl. All right. Matt Stafford, before this past year, you looked at Matt Stafford and you said, in Detroit, he never won a playoff game. What kind of a quarterback is that to go out and get if you're the Rams to put yourself in line to win a Super Bowl? You know what? They won a Super Bowl. Why can't Matt Ryan be this year's Matt Stafford? There's no reason why not. Uh, Is he the answer? He won the answer for the Falcons the last four years. The Falcons were a combined 25-40 and 40 in Matt Ryan's last four years. But did you know that in four of the final five years that Phillip Rivers spent with the Chargers before he came to Indianapolis, that the Chargers were 23-41? and 41. And where did the Colts wind up? 
that final season of Philip Rivers' career. 11-5, going to the playoffs, and within three points of advancing into the second round of the playoffs. He didn't get it done at Buffalo, where the preseason opener is going to be played. You know what? Right now it's going to be played in Buffalo in 48 hours. This time today, they're going to be playing football. And I want to remind you that during the fourth quarter of that preseason game, we will host a call-in. Download the call-in app. As the fourth quarter starts, we're going to start the call-in show, and we're going to be rolling. You got nobody to watch a game with? You can watch it with me. You can watch it with us. We got a little community of our own in the fourth quarter, and we're going to chop up what the hell happened in Buffalo and what we are going to take seriously and what we aren't going to take seriously. I want to tell you this about the Indianapolis Colts and a reason they are going to be better this year because their pass rush is going to be better. All right, the last time that the Colts ranked in the top 10 in sacks, they had 41 sacks in 2014. They won the AFC South with Yannick Ngakwe, with Quiddy Pay, with DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, right? Shaq Leonard, Bobby Okereke, Kenny Moore coming in off the slot corner. Can the Colts get to 40? Well, I think they can if Pay and Ngakwe are both in double figures. I think they can. By the way, the last time the Colts were in the top five, in fact, the only time they've been in the top five in the recent past, 2005, not really the recent past in 2005, but in 2005 they had 46 sacks and they ranked fifth. Over the last five years, 25th last year with 33 sacks, 13th in 2020 with 40, uh, 16th in 2019, 19th in 2018, 31st in 2017. You got to get to the quarterback. This is the NFL. You pressure the opposing quarterback, you got a shot to win games. You don't pressure the quarterback, they're going to sit back there like Trevor Lawrence did in the regular season finale, in fact, the season finale last year for the Jaguars, and go bing, 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 and beat your ass. That's what's going to happen. You've got to get to the quarterback, and Gus Bradley is really good at dialing up pass rushes that will get Yannick Ngakwe singled up and will get pressure on the opposing quarterback. He doesn't have to blitz to do it. Raiders did it last year. They uh, Teams that he has been the defensive coordinator for have always gotten to the quarterback. It is what he does. It is the hallmark of the Gus Bradley defense. Got to get to the quarterback. Let's go. This is Matt Eberflus. I'm telling you, and I told Dan this afternoon on the radio, fans in Chicago are going to hate Matt Eberflus. They don't understand passive football, and nobody should. Nobody should say, hey, you know what? I get it. Third and eight. We're setting the zone 12 yards deep because we want them to move the stick so we can force another turnover. That is not good football logic. And that's one of the reasons that the Colts last year went 9-8. and eight. Matt Eberflus, to be honest, the Bears hiring him saved the Colts from firing him. We don't know that, but we can assume you're going to bring the guy back. I mean, for God's sake... If you want to run Carson Wentz out of town on a rail because of what happened last year, and I did, and I'm glad they, I'm glad the Colts took care of that, 
Matt Eberflus is utterly culpable at the same level as Carson Wentz. There's no question. And to argue that, ow, right? How many sacks for Yannick? I think he's going to get 12. He has always gotten between 8 and 12. Every single year of his career. I think he's going to uh, finish toward the high end of that window. And I think Quiddy Pay is going to be right there with him. The Colts, but you say, can't the Colts have won an AFC South since 2014? <laughs> How can they be expected to win? <laughs> Their pass rush is going to be better. They've got competent quarterback play. They've got the best running back in football. They have an okay number one in Michael Pittman. They do. They got two guys on the outside of the defensive line who we believe are going to be able to get to the quarterback. And you have a really good safety tandem in Julian Blackman and Nick Cross. Plus, if Stephon Gilmore stays healthy, you're in good shape. But, Ken, the receiver core isn't very good. <laughs> I don't think the receivers are good enough. Stop whining. Michael Pittman's pretty good. There's no one saying that Alec Pierce can't be the offensive player of the year this year. Who said he can't? Who says that Paris Campbell can't be the comeback player of the year? Of course, you got to come back from somewhere, but he is coming back from somewhere. He's coming back from the tub where he spent the majority of the games the last three seasons. 49 regular season games. He played in 15 of them. That means he missed 34. He is due to come. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, what it sounds like, sounds like that. I have heard, I won't say from whom, uh, but had conversations with Chris Ballard, and Chris Ballard did not act like the signing of T.Y. Hilton is imminent. Um, you know what? Frank Reich has never won 12 games. <laughs> I don't think he can. He goes for it on fourth down too many. You know, and he does go for it on fourth down too often and to his team's detriment because of the guys up in the suite who are saying, oh, it's a strong The MIT chart shows it's a strong go. You got Sheldon Cooper up there. He doesn't know. What's he know about football? He knows about probabilities. I don't care about Venn diagrams. I care about football being played on the field by men. Coach the game that way. Maybe Frank Reich has learned his lesson where we coach not by probability, but by gut transactional feel. Wouldn't that be nice? I don't know. Why, why am I so agitated? It's, it's unseemly, frankly. We try to do a professional show day after day after day, and somehow or another... I've completely gone off the rails, and I'm 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 yelling at straw dogs, and and it's crazy time. But you know what? That's where we get. Uh, how many weeks of camp have we been out at Grand Park watching the same damn thing every day, and not seeing any difference from practice to practice, except maybe a few more drops? My God, uh, Kylan Granson, uh, Frank Reich, very very high in Kylan Granson. Joe Wright, who we talked to on the Dan Dockett show today said that Kylan Granson looks really, really good. Looks like he's improved his blocking, and he's a really good pure receiver. All right, we're going to see what happens Saturday. we got to see some football. You know what I mean? I, I can't just, I can't yell about what we believe is going to happen unless something starts happening. So let's go. Uh, Bill Russell, 
whose number six is being retired across the NBA. That's fine. I'm not worried about it. Uh, some people get agitated by this kind of thing. I'm not. Bill Russell, a tremendous champion, not just uh, with the Boston Celtics, but for civil rights. And that deserves acknowledgement. And if that means no number sixes, uh, seven guys in the history of the Indiana Pacers have worn number six, and most of them did it for a single season. Can you name any of them? Interesting. More receptions for Granson or Pierce this year? I'll go with Pierce. I think he's going to be on the field more often. Tight ends. There's a spate of tight ends with the Colts. Uh, Wayne Pack is one of them. He grew up in the early 80s. You know who Wayne Pack is. Jim Thomas. Lance. Adam Jamison. Absolutely right. The Lancer. Born ready. Lance Stevenson wore number six. Corey Joseph was the number six. Marquise Daniels. Carlos Rogers. Terry Mills. Jim Thomas and Wayne Pack, like I said. Uh, good news for Indiana University football fans who also enjoy a Coors Light now and again. Coors Light is the official beer of Indiana Athletics events. So at Memorial Stadium, you're going to be able to get some Coors Lights, which was way overdue. Why they didn't sell beer, I have no idea. It's just crazy. you got a bunch of people out in the, out in the parking lot drinking beer throughout the game because, hey, they already had six before the game. They don't want to go into Memorial Stadium and fall asleep on the bleachers, so they stay out by the car and they keep pounding. I, I, I get it, but why argue with them? You know, you're not going to win that argument. Kyle Guy, it's his 25th birthday. Happy birthday to Kyle Guy, one of the really good people in the NBA and, and really good. I, I, why Tom Crean got on him late in the recruiting battle I don't know, but good for Kyle Guy. He went to Virginia. He got a quality education, and he won a national championship with Coach Bennett, so that's a good thing. Butler won their final game of their European trip. They won the first two in Italy. They won the last two in Greece. Uh, 81-66 this morning. Jaden Taylor with 20. Chuck Harris with 16. Miles Tate, 13 points, 6 assists. Butler turned it over 26 or 23 times. That is a lot of turnovers. Hey, a uh, pit bull tonight at Ruoff. Going out, going to sample. Might be there for three songs. Might be there for 12. Who knows? Tomorrow night, Foreigner and Kid Rock. I cannot wait. And then Saturday, you got Jason Aldean. Huge weekend. Do I think we extend uh, Quentin Nelson? I don't know. Because here's the deal with Quentin Nelson. If they don't extend him, they can still franchise him. And franchising him in 2023 might be cheaper than signing him. He wants to be the highest-paid guard in the NFL. Franchising him is going to keep him uh, underneath that. And that may be the thing. And then next offseason, you have that franchise tag possibility as sort of some leverage for Quentin Nelson to say, all right, yeah, I'm in. Go ahead. I'll sign the extension. That could be the strategy for the Colts if Quentin Nelson doesn't want to play ball this offseason as camp rolls along. I would assume they'll turn off the spigot at some point and say no more negotiations. And that could come from Quentin Nelson's camp or the Colts' camp. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. Because of the franchise tag provision in the CBA, I don't really know whether it's necessary to extend him. Might be a better idea to franchise him next year. Uh, split with the Titans this year. I think we sweep the Titans this year. 
Got to sweep the Titans this year. Sweep Houston, I think, maybe split with the Jags. I don't know. You got to start one and one at worst in the first two games. Uh, Titans roll into town week four. I think you beat them then. And then a few weeks later, you go down to Nashville, and I think the Colts beat them then. I don't think the Titans are the team to beat in the AFC South for the Colts. I think it's the Jaguars. The Jaguars are going to be better. They're going to take a step up in class. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We've got a video with Frank Reich. We'll have another one up in a little bit with Isaiah Rogers. Cannot wait to talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Ken on a Friday is always special, isn't it?